News Talk AM 1130 and 103.5 FM. Good evening. Almost said good morning. I'm used to saying good morning. <laughs> this is the Minnesota Beer Cast broadcasting live from the Twin Cities Auto Show. We are the iHeart Listening Lounge. Stop by. We've got a register to win box right out front here. You want to put your name in there because in about a half an hour and, uh, and again at the end of the show, we're going to do a drawing for a $100 gift card from Super America. We've got two $100 gift cards to give away tonight, but you got to stop by the iHeart Listening Lounge. Put your name in the box to be in the drawing. I am Drew. That over there is my co-host, Schmitty. Hey, hey. How you doing? I'm, I'm doing well, man. Doing, do, doing good. This it's nice fun. to be here. This is yeah. fun. We've got a nice little setup here. At Absolutely. The, uh, I, we've got couches and chairs, and eventually people will sit in them. It's its, its own lounge. <laughs> <laughs> did you go check out some of the cars here? I did, and you know it's kind of cool. I've, I, this is my what fourth year of doing uh, doing various broadcasts and shows from the auto show, and uh, and I've never been here at a time when I've actually been car shopping. Right. We just did buy a car. We bought a nice little Mazda from uh, from the awesome folks out at Indoor Auto. Got to give them some love because they were amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and so it's kind of cool to. Having just done the auto buying experience of going around and looking at all the different cars and test driving, it's a it's a different perspective to to go around and look at these. There's some great cars here. Do you do you, are you like a like a Ford guy or a Chevy guy? I'm or not what? A, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I don't have a brand. No. When it comes to cars, no, I don't have a I don't have any brand loyalty. I, to me, you know, they all make really good cars. Yeah. So you how know. do you, how do you buy a car then? What what goes into your decision making process? Money. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of the same way. Like people think I'm weird, but I kind of enjoy buying a car because I try to buy a car before I need to buy a car. That's so, the way to do it. See, you, I didn't. I did not do that this well, time. But because I bought a car have a, because you have a my, teenager. Because I have a teenager yeah. who, who drove my car and uh, and drove it into a tree mm-hmm. and uh, and rendered it undrivable from that point on. So <laughs> no, that was the plan. I mean, we you know we we'd had that car for, gosh, fourteen years. Wow. And uh, and and we'd gotten a lot of great use out of it. So we were. You know, we we'd had the plan. We were going to do it next year. You know, we 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 were knew exactly how we were going to do it. It just everything got accelerated a little bit thanks to a tree. Accelerated. And you did that. that was an auto show. It pun. was an auto pun. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love. I I really do. I enjoy the game. I, I look at it like a like poker. Like you know, I want to I want to go away knowing that he didn't bluff me. Mm-hmm. That the salesperson, you know, I took it all the way to to the river. There you, you know? go. So that's that, that's the way I like doing it. Yeah. No. And and again, the, the I bought my car from an indoor auto out in Medina, and it was without uh, without question the smoothest and easiest buy, auto buying experience I've ever had. It was fantastic. Nice. Yeah. What did you end up getting? A uh, Mazda Sport Three. All right. Yeah, a zippy little thing. Hmm. Yeah. There you go. Very nice. Well, so we, we got a full show on tap today. We got a lot of news to get to on this edition of the Minnesota Beer Cast. But before we uh, get too far into it, I do want to plug tomorrow morning. 
St. Patrick's Day. Hi. Uh, we will be uh, we will be recording an episode of the beer cast out at a Hayes Public House in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a lot of fun. We'll be there around what eleven eleven thirty tomorrow morning. We're going to kick the show off at about eleven thirty, I think. And I think uh, we're going to have Tim from Badger Hills going to join us as well. Of course, we'll talk to Pugs from Hayes Public House, and uh, you know whoever else wants to swing by and crack wise. Yeah, they'll be there too. Get your St. Patrick's Day festivities uh, started early tomorrow. Come out to Buffalo and join us at a Hayes Public House. It's going to be a lot wait. of fun. I'm going to have corned beef for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> Rubens all day. <laughs> corned beef season is great. I love it. I can't, I can't wait. Did, does anybody make a corned beef beer? Because I would drink it. Well, I totally would. I think, uh, I think our guests could probably... <laughs> Could probably whip that up for us. And speaking, yeah, we, we're joined by Matt from Fair State. How you doing, Matt? I'm doing well. I love corned beef, but the idea of a corned beef beer might a tangy, kind of salty, briny. I, 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 I could see that working. Maybe like a really heavily dry hopped goza. Yeah, about, uh, maybe like a, a really yeah. uh, super rye goza. I don't know. But it's got to have that brining, because you know it's got to have yeah. that, that that kind of salty, yeah. salty briny flavor goza. to it. Yeah, sure. yeah, maybe a goza oyster stout mix. <laughs> yeah, it's a bad idea. It's a bad idea. But you know, you people, never know it's a bad idea until you try it, Schmitty. People, people make bad. That's what beers. we do here. People make bad beers all the time, and damn it, I like corned beef, so let's do it. <laughs> somebody, I guarantee you, somebody's hearing this, and next year there will be a corned beef beer coming out around St. Patrick's Day. It's better than all the green beers that come out. Well, you know what? Let's as long as we're talking St. Patrick's Day, let's let's talk green beer. What what's your take on on green beer, Matt? Thumbs up, thumbs down. What do you think? Um, I'd be lying if I said we've never done a like our pilsner with green food coloring for St. Patrick's Day at the tap room. That's all it is. I, it's just it's just adding some coloring, you know, to to if you add it to an already good beer, it's still going to be a good beer. Yeah, I mean, and there's a purist in me who really likes how important the presentation of beer, especially our Pilsner, which is pours this basic, great crystal lightness, amazingness. Um, but people want their green beer, and it's St. Patrick's Day. And yeah, I like my beer to look like Shrek's urine. <laughs> there you go. That's, you know. That's so disturbing. <laughs> Nothing and, wrong with that. At the end of the day, we're in a customer service industry, and uh, if that's what you want, that's we got to provide it. It's fun, you know, and beer's supposed to be fun, so why not? Well, you know, we were just down at uh, at Shells for uh, Bachfest just a couple weeks ago, and uh, I did see that, uh, of course, their I guess sister organization or maybe daughter organization, however we want to put it, um, Star Keller. They were doing green beer for St. Patrick's Day. Uh, they had some Woodruff syrup, of course, uh, doing in their Berliner Weiss with Woodruff syrup, and that's green and, I think, wholly appropriate. I thought it was a, a great use of the uh, St. Patrick's Day theme. I thought that was pretty good. That is the best. What, what's how do you say St. Patrick's Day in German? Because that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's yeah. I think I think you just say St. Patrick's Day in German. I think is how you do it. <laughs> yeah, our, Mika was down there. Our head brewer and my co-founder was down there, and it sounded like a great time. I've missed Bachfest every year because I've had work on the weekends, and of course our brew staff goes down and lives it up. It's yeah, they do it right down there. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a fantastic event. If you haven't heard that show. Uh, go back and listen to it. And of course, you can listen to all the uh, the archived shows at uh, MinnesotaBeerCast.com. Uh, we've got all the old shows there. So uh, we got a uh, we got we got a, we got a quick shout out. We want to give here. What's your name, man? My name's Sean Wade. Where were you? Who are you with? Uh, I'm working with Chrysler and everybody in here. I clean these cars, detailing them. They looking real good. 
It looked beautiful, man. That's a lot of work. There's a lot of cars here. Thank you. I appreciate that. You know, I just want everybody to know, come down to the car show on Sunday, and I want you guys to come see my work. How many cars have you detailed today? Um, I want to say I detailed maybe 50, 55 cars daily, and I go back and check on them maybe every 10 minutes. And a lot of grubby fingerprints to get off of them? <laughs> oh, absolutely. It's a lot of grubby fingerprints. Yes, sir. <laughs> you want to give a shout-out while I got you up here? Yeah, I want to give a shout-out to Jeff. He, you know, for giving me an opportunity, you know, with these guys at the core show. And I just want everybody to know, enjoy the core show. Happy St. Patrick's Day. You guys need to come out. And I heard you guys talking about the green beer. Where is it? <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll, we'll hook you up here during the break. Oh, all, right. <laughs> all right, Sean, thanks for stopping by, man. Make sure you register to win. We got a Super America $100 gift cards that we're giving away here at, at, at the bottom of the hour and at 9 o'clock. All right, so put your name in the box. I will. I'll put my name in the box. Thanks, you guys. All right, man. Yeah, everybody come on out. It's a, it's a really fun show. The beautiful cars here. It's a good time. Uh, we are up against our first break. All right. So we'll go ahead and knock that out. We got a fair state in the house and some, uh, some Minnesota beer news coming up. Hey, it's John Justice from... We are back. Minnesota BeerCast broadcasting live from the Twin Cities Auto Show. Make sure you swing by the iHeart Listening Lounge and say hello. And a register to win a $100 gift card from Super America. I'm Drew. That's Schmitty. That's me. So it's, uh, it's a pretty pretty crazy scene out here. I saw this guy walking by the booth, and I just I had to grab him and bring him on the show. What's your name, man? Woo, I'm the great Swami Pastrami. I know all and I tell all. Sometimes I tell more than I know. <laughs> Swami Pastrami, is that a, a St. Patrick's Day thing? Oh, yeah, well, it can be. It will be tomorrow, I'll tell you that right now. You've heard of the Magic 8-Ball, Drew? I have heard of the Magic 8-Ball. I have the Magic Sarcastic Ball right here. All right. Go ahead. It knows all. It tells all. Ask it any question you want to know about your future. It'll tell. All right. Is the uh, Minnesota Beer Cast going to be globally syndicated anytime soon? Is the Minnesota Beer Cast going to be globally syndicated anytime soon? You're impressed. I could say all that right after you. That was nice. Uh, it was good. I was impressed. Go. Check it out. The Magic Sarcastic Ball that tells the all. It tells the future. And the answer is yes in your dreams. That's oh, that's not very nice. <laughs> that was a very sarcastic ball. It's a sarcastic dog. Swami Pastrami, get your sarcastic balls out of here. All right. Did you, yeah. <laughs> bada bing, bada boom. Bada bing, bada boom. Did you hear about the frog that called the psychic hotline? And he asked the psychic hotline, can you tell me my future? And the gal says, yeah. Psychic says, I see a beautiful girl that's in your future very soon that's going to want to know all about you. Frog got excited and he said, really? Am I going to meet her at a party? And the psychic said, no. And her biology class. Oh, oh I got to go on that one. Yeah, that's a good one to all leave right, on. Right. Swami Pastrami, thank you very much. All right. It's got a very wry sense of humor, that Swami Pastrami. <laughs> well played, Schmitty. Uh, yeah, right. All right. Well, should we talk about beer finally? I think that's probably appropriate. All right, let's I mean, do it that. Is, it is the Minnesota Beer Cast. We, we brought Matt all this way from Minneapolis to the other part of Minneapolis to talk about beer. I what just a- came for free tickets. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you bring us, Matt? Uh, I brought you our latest and greatest, um, Mirror Universe, which is our newest hazy IPA, kind of a follow-up to the Spirit Fowl, if people remember not being able to find that mm-hmm. in the fall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is going to be... We're gonna I have remember this. when I didn't find that. <laughs> Where can people not find this? Um, liquor stores all over the Twin Cities. Actually, this one, though, we are making... We are going to have made three batches here pretty soon of this already. We're actually making enough to hopefully meet demand on this one. Um, it's going to be available until the end of May, and then actually coming back in October, hopefully, as a year-round beer after that. Nice. Um, it's Very a little bit complicated because it's made with some really state-of-the-art 
hop hopping technology. Mm-hmm. We're using a bunch of so in addition to the regular hipster hops of Mosaic and Citra, and then some uh, El Dorado for some really nice tropical juiciness. We're using a ton of what they call cryo hops. So what like they like get okay. frozen or what? what so they're like deep frozen, hops. and then like the alpha, like all. I mean, you're asking the sales idiot to describe this right now. That's, <laughs> we really need Nico here. Cryogenic hops, <laughs> but no, sell like me. sell me. Come on. So it's it's actually technology from the northwestern cannabis industry that they're nice. using to nice. basically concentrate the essence of hoppiness without as much plant material. Mm. Um, so it's really great for dry hopping because you're not going to end up with a bunch of plant material left in your hops or left, left in your beer, and. It's great for these hazy IPAs that, like, people think the haze comes from yeast. Sometimes it comes from all sorts of various additions, but really it's about the malt bill and it's about just the massive, massive number of pounds per barrel that we're dry hopping these beers with. So you end up with all of this amazing juicy hop flavor and aroma without being overly bitter because it's all coming pretty late in the game. You're not extracting a lot of alpha acids. And in this case, we're using all of this cryo hops, which both helps us get a little bit more out of it, helps keep it a little bit smoother. I think this is a little less... Gritty Mm -hmm. than sometimes the hazy IPAs can end up. So we're really trying to make something that's, I mean, like most Fair State beer, we try to make stuff that tastes really good but is also completely crushable. Mm -hmm. There you go. And that I think is, if you could say what the Fair State philosophy is in one word, that would be, or a few words. So, and maybe you can't answer this, maybe it's more of a question for your brewer, Nico, but the the cryo hops, that's not necessarily a uh, a type of hop, but is that more of a process for the extraction of the essence of the hop? Like, can any style of hop be cryo hopped? Yes. So okay. these are cryo, mosaic, and citra hops. Okay. That this is heavily dry hopped with. It can happen with anything, and it's yeah, basically by by. I'm going to mess this process up. <laughs> Anyone who knows anything is going to be listening to this and thinking I'm an idiot. But basically, you're freezing it in such a way that and we don't know any better. So you you got us fooled. <laughs> that like the major active ingredients, the alpha and beta acids, and all the other chemicals that I don't know, mm-hmm. are basically expressing themselves off of the plant material. Are able to get rid of more plant material than you normally are able to in the pellet process okay. and really able to up the amount of aroma and flavor and everything else you're getting in us by while using less hops. So is that something you're getting from a supplier or is that something you guys are, are pioneering uh, on your own? So this is something we're getting from a supplier. Um, we have a really good relationship with YCH Hops out in Washington and they... Um, in fact, one of Nico's old assistant, or a brewer that Nico used to work with down in Austin, Texas, when he worked at Live Oak, now sells hops for these guys. So we nice. were able to kind of hook up with them. Um, the reason this is a limited beer is that we're only able to get so much of these hops, but it's definitely someplace the industry is going. It's really interesting to me, especially right now in the craft beer scene, what a blend it is between people trying to both explore very traditional beer styles, and we certainly do that with our Pilsner and our Vienna Lager, mm-hmm. and also saying, well, what is the newest and most interesting thing that's going on out there in hop or grain or yeast science that we can really bring to the table to start making things that are new and different? Yeah, it feels like every week we're talking about the the hazy IPA, the, mm-hmm. the cloudy IPA, yep. um, and uh, 
deservedly so. It's a fad. But it's what people want. So trend or fad or or whatever, you know, I think that that's... There's a demand for it. Right. So you'd be silly not to try to meet that demand, right? I mean, yeah, the the name comes from, at one point, I think Biko said he was only going to make a hazy IPA in the Mirror Universe. (laughs) (laughs) And here we are. And here we are. I mean, it's... And and what I like about, you know, when, when a fad like this comes along, you know, you get all these craft brewers, you get all these brewers that attempt to meet that demand but put their own spin on it you know so it's like okay hazy ipas are popular people want a hazy ipa how can we make one in our style how can we make one that's that's uh that's unique to us and it sounds like you've accomplished that with this yeah i think so i mean we we are at least or at least pioneering new new methods to make this hero right but and use and trying to use those methods to make beer that is that fits with the fair state philosophy and like i said really that's about clean beer beer that finishes clean and not with lingering various aftertastes um, usually yeah anyway um <laughs> beer that is expressive that we're really getting really interesting flavors out of and that is also still basically crushable and easy to drink and yeah has all of those things that beer is still for drinking but we want to make it as interesting as possible absolutely and i think that that's that's a great way to approach it. That's what beer should be. It should be interesting, but you should also be able to enjoy it in in quantities that are enjoyable, right? Exactly. At, at what point That's does really good. Uh, you know? Drew said "fat." I think about seven times in, in his last comment there. At what point does <laughs> does a beer like this go from fad to trend to mainstream? In your opinion? I mean, when Sierra Nevada and New Belgium both released hazy IPAs in the same winter, so now? <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's that's a pretty good marker. That's a, that's a fair point. Like, I mean, yeah, I mean, all of a sudden you're seeing, I mean, you're seeing this just yeah, go Sam from, Adams has one. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Sam Adams just released one, yeah. too. I mean, and those are all great beers. I'm not, I don't want to, no, 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 those no. are all great breweries, yeah. too. But I mean, I think it's We're just, not going all hipster on here. Those are fantastic <laughs> yeah. breweries. Uh, I mean, my, my favorite brewery in the States is 150 something years old, so. <laughs> right. No, I, 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 think, I think that's a very good point, you know, and some, some of those renowned brewers are, are making uh, those beers that are under the, the quote unquote fad category. I think that's a pretty good marker of, yeah. of where that trend is, is coming along within the, the marketplace. I think that's, that's right. a pretty good signal that, hey. Yeah, when they release one on a national level, when Sam Adams releases one and you can get it in pretty much any liquor store, Sierra Nevada, New Belgium, um, so on and so forth. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a fair point to say, okay, this is, you know, this is now a, a, this now has its little role in the beer marketplace. Or, or, or maybe, you know, there's another way to think about that and, and maybe that's a whole other conversation where those, those larger, um, you know, really, I guess, well-respected brewers are in some ways competing in ways they've never competed before with those smaller local uh, brewers and tap rooms that are able to do things like this. Uh, and, and they're trying to make sure that they stay flexible and agile within the marketplace and reacting to, to those trends where they're not doing their, their traditional um, you know, flagships anymore. They're trying to make sure that they're staying hip and relevant to, to the, I guess, culture of craft beer. Yeah, it's a, it's a very difficult style to do on that kind of scale too, because uh, the time. I mean, it, we're we're really trying to make sure that none of this beer is out there for longer than two months yeah. before it's being consumed. I mean, it's and like the large you grow, the like longer your supply chains are and everything else. Like the harder it is to make sure that people are drinking this fresh, and that's really what's so important about um, this style of IPA is the freshness is so important. It's why we're doing 
just lots of batches. Is, is the freshness super important because of keeping those those particles in suspension um, and keeping that that hazy look, or is that going to come when when the beer gets poured out of the glass? I think that one of the the funniest stories I heard was like like Sam Adams ships their their cans upside down, so when they get stocked, they get to, they get turned right side up. I thought that was brilliant. Um, but do, do you have do you know is it is it difficult to keep this stuff in suspension? It depends a lot on what you're relying on for the haze. Yeah. And there's a lot of different ways that people are doing it. If it's coming mostly from the yeast, and certainly some of it can come from the yeast, then that's much more likely to drop out of suspension. But also even hop, I mean, even like if it's coming from like a fairly heavy dry hopping rate, after a few months, that's going to start to coagulate and drop out of suspension. In our case, a lot of the haze is also from the uh, very heavy amount of oats and wheat we use in the malt, in sure. the malt bill, uh, which also gives it like a nice big round malt fl- or um, mouthfeel and everything else. So I think there's a lot of different ways people are getting there. I mean, everything from like apple flour and pectin to <laughs> more traditional brewing ingredients. We've relied more on the traditional brewing ingredients other than some pretty fancy hop stuff um, to get the haze here. Um, but it was really interesting. We did a lot of, I mean, Nico did a lot of research with people who've done this and really found that like, while like choosing yeast strains that, add haze is one thing and that's certainly what like the haze in our Hefeweizen comes from for sure. instance that yeah. there's really to make this beer right it, you really have to rely on the hops and the malt bill and that tends to last a little longer but the hop flavor like that really intense non-bitter hop flavor and aroma that just falls off after a couple months so quickly um, I mean even after the first month like this is really a beer that's made to drink fresh like you look at the origin of this and the lines out the back of places like Night Shift and other places in Boston where this really took off like it was all about people going to the brewery to get the freshest possible and then people have started to figure out how to get it to market a little bit better um i mean locally modest is really has to be recognized as someone who could take this style and figure out how do you bring this to in cans to to the market in a way that like it's going to be sustainable i know they did a lot of experimentation and like just as we've played with it more because you can't sell cans of beer out of your tap room here well crawlers right but yeah, I mean, it, unfortunately, you can you can go across the border and, and you can grab them in in Wisconsin. Um, this guy has not fallen there yet, um, but here it's still still illegal, unfortunately. Hopefully, that'll change uh, real soon. And 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 I do want to I want to reiterate one point that that you've made a couple times with with these styles, and this is more for the consumer. And freshness is key, you know. So don't uh, don't let these sort of sit in your fridge for too long. When you, when you get these these nice hazy IPAs drink them all immediately <laughs> please and then go then go buy some more <laughs> then call an Uber and go buy some more <laughs> alright we just have a few minutes left uh, for uh, for the drawing for the first drawing for a $100 gift card to Super America $100 gas gift card so get over here put your name in the box sign up to win it's 100 bucks free gas from Super America I don't know why you wouldn't want it Right, I'm gonna and, go uh, sign up right now. Actually. We'll announce right. the uh, the first winner when we come back from break. More Minnesota beer cast coming up right after this. The Viking. Welcome back to the Minnesota beer cast, broadcasting live. And I can actually like say that and mean it this time. <laughs> we are live from the auto show. Usually, when I say we're live, we're just recording. Right. I mean, we're still alive. But. You say you say we're recording live, <laughs> like somebody records not live. <laughs> we have our uh, first winner for Super America one hundred dollar gift card, Justin Denwitty. 
Justin Denwitty is the uh, is the first winner for one hundred dollars in gas from Super America. Thank you to them for providing these prizes. We will do another drawing in uh, just about thirty minutes or so. So get up here, get your name in the box, register to win a hundred dollar gift card from Super America. See, speaking of uh, prizes and giveaways, uh, Drew, we do have a, a couple of tickets to give away to the uh, Northern Lights Rare Beer Fest. That's uh, coming up uh, what next weekend, right? Twenty fourth. It's going to be a fantastic event. Tune into our Twitter. We're going to give away those tickets on Twitter. If you have not yet entered, you should do so. Tag us. Tag them on Twitter. Uh, it's going to be a fantastic event. Yeah, our Twitter handle is uh, MN underscore BeerCast. Just tag us. Use the hashtag RareBeerFest. I can't say it's going to increase your odds In the, of getting uh, picked if it's a funny or amusing tweet, but can't hurt. It's it's probably going to be random. Can't hurt. It's probably going to be random. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. I like to be amused. We've been uh, we've been talking with uh, with a fair state about this uh, mirror universe. Uh, a really, really fantastic beer. I cracked one open during the break. This hazy IPA. I wish I had a nice, uh, nice clear glass to pour it into, but uh, I can tell. So I don't know how it looks, but it tastes amazing. I heard it's hazy, bro. Hazy bro. <laughs> Don't haze me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> really, really uh, tasty beer. So look for it in liquor stores. Uh, look for it around. And, uh, and I wanted to, uh, wanted to compliment you once again, Fair State. You guys really do a nice job with your can artwork. Your cans always stand out. They always look really nice. They always pop out of the, uh, out of the coolers and off the shelves. And, uh, and this is another one that's going to be, really, I think, really eye-catching when you see it on... Uh, I mean, when you see it in the cooler, when you see it on the shelves. Thank you. Uh, yeah, our design firm, uh, Little, the Little and Company Agency, uh, they're like a downtown Minneapolis design firm, and their creative director, Mike Shockard, does all of our package design. He's also on our board of directors. We are a board-run cooperative organization, and we were so lucky that when we hooked up with them a little bit over five years ago now, as just a creative agency that wanted a beer brand in their portfolio and were willing to really do a lot of great work for us and on the cheap, at mm -hmm. least back then. It's not anymore. But uh, yeah, uh, one of my <laughs> one of my favorite cans you guys did was uh, was Giants Bing. Oh yeah, that was that, that was, was so neat. That really it was. It, I mean, it was so simple and understated, yet still popped out. It still looked really good. Yeah, like we got so many compliments on that beer. For people who didn't see it, this was the our beer was amazing too. I don't want to. <laughs> oh, that, oh, that beer can is what I meant. Well, the beer was great. So it was yeah. our double stout, and it was in this matte black can. And you can't. If we've gotten printed cans, you can't print cans that look like that. So mm -hmm. we had to do these like shrink sleeves on them, and they just turned out absolutely amazing. They, they were gorgeous. Flew off the shelves just on the design alone. I mean, I don't know why. I mean, well, and you're you're on the sales end of things. Talk a little bit about how important the the can design is when it comes to like when you know when when you're fighting for shelf space when you're fighting for cooler space how much of a factor is having a really attractive can that stands out it's way more than i would have thought before i got in the industry so we just launched wisconsin mm, two weeks ago congratulations so i was in milwaukee selling a bunch of beer talking to a bunch of liquor store buyers and owners and everyone else and just the fact that we were able to set cans in front of them that were bold, that stood out, and then didn't look like every other can, everything else, immediately was a step up. I mean, they, the liquid still has to be good. Sure. But that's the basic entry today into this industry, especially if you're not local, is you have to be making good beer. Um, but you also have to have, I mean, the design element of this is so important. And it's so interesting just to see how much that's 
advanced over the last few years. Yeah. Like, you see all of these breweries now that are just, like, engaging really great design teams, doing really amazing car- can art work. What, what is that process like? Do you have to engage your your brand, I guess, management team and say, hey, this is what we're looking for, this are the concepts we want represented? Do they come back to you and say, yeah, we think you're wrong, this is what we find works? How does, how does that all process play out? So it's a, real, a lot of fun. It's one of my, the most fun things that we do. Um, we are, like I said, blessed with an amazing designer and design team. And Mike has been Mike has been this brand since he, he came up with the original brand package five and a half years ago. So, and that, we've only been open three and a half years. So he's been living in this for a long time. And he and a few of the other designers at Little get together and they design just a whole deck for us. And we come in on a Tuesday morning. Um, and they show us, well, how about this? How about this? How about this? And, like, everything is very different and looks very crazy. And then we start, like, putting, like, saying some stuff. And sometimes, like, yeah, that ain't going to work. And sometimes, like, oh, that's a really good idea. Let's try this. And we go through these revisions. And also, I mean, just as we've matured, we've gone from doing this, like, the three days before we have to get an order in to get cans in yeah. time to put beer in right. to like we are out actually have like our can des- like we're now choosing a can design for our September seasonal and then we're going to be done for the year we're going to have all of our cans designed which is really weird and wow. I don't know what else I'm going to do with my <laughs> life now. I know brewers who don't know what they're brewing next week and professionally on a giant scale <laughs> that's still true for our tap brewery <laughs> <laughs> but for the package stuff we've tried to be able to tell people, hey, this is what's coming out in this year. Now, we'll see if that any of that actually happens. <laughs> now, speaking of, of you mentioned year-round, and you, and you said it in relation to the, the beer we're sipping on now, Mirror Universe, your, your new hazy IPA. And, and Drew harkened back to the last time you guys were on the show in, in Giants Bane, and it's still pretty chilly outside, and I still really like that beer a lot. Is there any chance of, of me finding that beer around at all anymore? Is it all gone? The cans are all sold. There might be a few places that still have some. I know Top Ten in Andover, when I was doing a tasting the other day, still had some. And there's probably a few others out there. We act that beer was such so we only because it was the, these sleeved cans. We only ordered one load. We don't have like a ton of printed cans just sitting in our warehouse like we do of everything else. So we literally ran out of cans to fill beer with. Hand over, I'm coming your way on the way home. So what did you do with all that extra beer when you ran out of cans? Put it in kegs and okay. sold it to people. <laughs> I'll be uh, I'll be by later to pick one up. Yeah, St. Paul Liquor Stores, if you have some Giants Bane on your shelves, hit me up on Twitter on the way home. And then <laughs> underscore Beercast. I need some more of that beer. That really was a, a phenomenal beer and a, and a really great can. You guys got some love in this list that was put together by a, a company called Ciro's. Uh, it's a content creation studio. Rounded up 30 of America's best-looking beer cans for uh, for a very clickbaity list. Um and uh, and you guys got on the list thanks to your bold, colorful, infinity uh, sign adorned cans. Uh, other mentions of Minnesota beers that made it onto this national list of the best cans. Uh, Bauhaus. I've always loved uh, loved their artwork. Yeah, that is pretty pretty bold. It's and it's a very unique look. I agree with that a uh, lot. Big Axe Brewing got a commendation for cleverly bringing to life a cadre of lumber driven imaginary creatures. <laughs> They have great cans, and I think the key is, you know, is, is is being bold, being colorful, standing out, but still being legible. And that's one of the problems that I've had with a lot of can artwork. And uh, you know, I'm not going to call anybody out, but you get really sort of cartoonish looking designs on a lot of 
lot of beers, and, uh, and and I don't really care for that. Where the where you think the identity gets lost in the in the art? Do you think that that's yeah. the, the issue? Yeah. Well, I, I think they're just they're not putting a lot of thought into the design. They're just thinking, okay, it's gonna let, let, let's make it colorful, let's make it kind of cartoonish, and that'll be enough to stand out. But that to me, you know, you still you still need to look like a can of beer. Yeah. So is there is there things like when you when you get together with the folks at Little Matt? Do you guys have like a a vision like where every every single can or or branding, I guess function you guys do does it have to have you know some sort of tie into to your identity of course you guys have your your logo um but does it have to contain you know some sort of string or or theme or is, is everything can be just kind of off on on its own um you know or or how does how does it work i guess you know the the folks there know you guys pretty well do they just come at you with ideas or do they know you know, uh, you know, we're going to do uh, a double IPA, and we're feeling this way this season. And they come at you with stuff, or do you present them with with things, and they come back to you? How does it work? So they usually they know us pretty well at this point, and vice versa. I mean, they they are the branding arm of this in a really strong way. I mean, I can't. It, it feels almost embarrassing to say that like we <laughs> we have very little to do with how this all looks because we trust these people so much. Right. Um, I mean, we and they come at us with usually a very big range, and it ranges from something that's going to look a lot like what we normally do, mm-hmm. um, which are the big infinity pine on a like a background that is one of our brand colors. And sometimes we play around with that, like the Roselle. We play around with the really cool Hawaiian pink backdrop to represent the uh, hibiscus in the beer with Paleale, our summer seasonal. That's kind of this great blue Hawaiian shirt, tropical right. motif. Um, but for the most part, it's like colors that you're going to find on our website and elsewhere. But usually they start with something like that, but they also are going to present us with things that go way further away from that. If people remember the Spirit Falcon. That was something that was kind of a blend of that was done by our designers but it was very much a blend of our style and modern time style mm-hmm. um, to try to rep- and luckily we have fairly compatible design aesthetics um, but the mirror universe is a great example this is a beer that we want to stand out from the rest of our beers it's something that we are kind of creating our own line around is something that is a a sub brand's not the right way to put it but it kind of is so it doesn't look like everything else because we want it to stand out as something different um we have a well, collab with. We yeah. have another collab coming out in April that people are going to hear a lot more about with a local brewery, and that can is just looks like nothing else that we've ever done, and is amazing. Nice. And then we have some more stuff coming out in April that are um, we're starting to talk about. We're going to be bringing the first mixed culture sours in cans to Minnesota. Um, so can condition sour beer. Well, uh, let's let's take a, a break, and maybe I can try to talk you into telling us more about it after we come back. You're listening to Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130 and 103.5 FM. We'll be back after this. Welcome back to the Minnesota BeerCast final segment of this uh, edition live from the auto show. Having a fantastic time out here. Uh, you've got about uh, nine more minutes, eight more minutes to uh, to get over here and put your name in the register to win box for a $100 Super America gift card. And I do want to plug one more time before we wrap up. Tomorrow morning, St. Patrick's Day, get your St. Patrick's Day festivities started early with us, the Minnesota Beer Cast. We will be at Hayes Public House in Buffalo mm-hmm. starting around 11, 1130 or so. Mm-hmm. Yep. Something like that. 
had my fourth course of corned beef in by the time we start the show. It should be fantastic. <laughs> oh, it's going to be gorgeous. <laughs> it should be a really nice day tomorrow, too. Yeah. Yeah, the weather's uh, looking like it's going to be pretty fantastic. So head on out to Buffalo. Start your St. Patrick's Day festivities nice and early with us. Be safe tomorrow. Make sure that you have uh, transportation worked out if you're going to be partaking in some fun St. Patrick's Day Activities, you know, use that use that Uber app, use that Lyft app. Uh, have a friend, have a sober driver. Make sure you're being safe. Yeah, don't be stupid. Yeah, don't be stupid. Nobody likes an Good idiot. Good lord! Should we talk about some news? Uh, well, you know, before we talk about news, when when we first uh, when we just left, uh, Matt teased some some upcoming stuff. Did uh, did you want to talk about some of the news you had upcoming, Matt, or, or is it all under wraps? Some of it's under wraps, but it's not all under wraps. What, what can you tell us? I can tell you that. Early next week, mid next week, you should hear about a collab we have coming out in April with a another local brewery that you may have heard of. Mm-hmm. Um, that'll be really fun. Um, we're kind of calling it. We're, it's going to be called Clarity of Purpose. It's the uh, the opposite of a hazy IPA, <laughs> um, but it's going to be a lot of fun. You'll hear a lot more about that from us and our uh, partner soon. All right. Um, but the big thing that we were just canning today that I'm super excited about is so people are. Hopefully, maybe, if you're not, you should go try it. Familiar with Roselle, which is our um, hibiscus sour beer in cans. We are the first Minnesota brewery to put sour beer in cans. And this is, it's a really nice, just not overly sour, a little bit tart, floral beer. It's um, very enjoyable. Very nice. It's in, With spring coming up, this is exactly the patio sipper you want. Um, but it's also what's called a kettle sour, um, which is a sour that just has a... Um, Uses some la- uh, lactic acid-producing bacteria, lactobacillus, early in the process to create a lot of lactic acid and create that tartness, and then it's boiled out, and then it's just like any other beer. It just has a little bit of brewer's yeast in it. It's not as much of a living thing that like traditional Belgian and French-style and German-style sour beers. Mm-hmm. So one of the things we're doing is, inspired by a few other breweries around the country that have done this, we're going to be doing... In the fact that everyone likes drinking beer out of cans now, we are going to be doing Minnesota's first can-conditioned mixed culture sour. So that is beer that where we ferment it for alcohol and lactic acid all at the same time. It's going to be two of our beers: Barrel Fermented Dupound, which is a barrel-aged sour saison, and Lactoback, which is where we finally landed after like 14, 15 revisions on a, another sour series of ours. And this is a lemon, ginger, and lemongrass stainless steel-aged sours. Two 12-ounce cans each um, in one four-pack, so you get to try a very nice, light, refreshing sour and a very complex, deep, oaky sour all at once in 12-ounce cans that are easy to drink compared to like our normal wine bottle size sours or things like that um, that you can find in the can section at your local liquor store. That should, I mean, it's can conditioned, so we're going to have to wait to see how it turns out mm-hmm. and everything else, but we filled the first cans today. Nice. And that should be out on shelves mid-April. Nice. Um, and, yeah, I'm super excited about that. It's definitely cutting edge in a way that is way fewer people are interested in than the hazy IPA. <laughs> <laughs> but the people who – I know there are people out there, I hope, who are big sour nerds and are like, ooh, I could use just 12 ounces at a time, so I'm not having to open some giant bottle Dude, all the I time. Am, I'm 100% <laughs> on board with that. I, I enjoy sour beers, but I enjoy them – in small quantities. Yeah, it's not something you're going to sit on your porch and crush all day. No. no yeah. Exactly. So I think this is going to be something that's really fun, something we're really excited to be bringing to the market. Um, and 
yeah, it's there's only a few other people doing it, so that's fun. And of course, I'm sure all of our production staff right now is hating me because I'm sure they think I just jinxed everything that we're doing <laughs> while we're waiting for this to, uh, <laughs> to turn out. Don't worry, only my mom listens anyway. They, didn't, they have no idea what you just said. No, yeah, we deal. didn't tell anybody you were going to be yeah. on. So. <laughs> You're all good here. <laughs> Should we cut, talk about some news, Drew? Well, uh, we got a couple stories here. Uh, City Pages had a piece. We uh, we talked a little about a little bit on the show previously about Northgate Brewing uh, closing up. I do believe we teased it a little bit. Didn't we, we 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 mentioned it, and uh, and and this is something that you know it's been it's been a little bit since it's closed, and it did close very abruptly. Took some people by surprise, took some people not by surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit of both. But uh, but uh, earlier in the month, uh, City Pages did a story about it. Northeast abruptly loses a brewery, and then in all caps, is the craft beer bubble bursting? <laughs> Click on me. <laughs> and this is something that, I mean, since we started this show over three years ago, mm-hmm. we've been talking about the craft beer. Is it a bubble? Will it burst? You know, is it, have, we, have we reached peak capacity for, for craft beer, for tap rooms, for, for local breweries? And the answer continues to be no. Well, I mean, yeah, I, well, I don't know. It's, it's bursts, probably not. Um, but there continues to be situations where businesses close um you know that happens all the time that doesn't mean that there's a bubble that means that there's a business that made poor decisions exactly and and people that made poor investments but the point the the thing about a bubble is you know is when 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 you're when there when there's something that's that's kind of a fad, right? Uh, and suddenly you you have more product than you do demand. When you have more service than you do demand. And as far as I can tell, and from talking with people on the show and and, and in the industry, uh, you know, beer's still flying off the shelves at a pretty rapid clip. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. You know, the people that are the the, the the companies that are out there that are making beer, that are especially the ones that are making good beer, they're still selling their product. It's just is it becoming a little more fragmented? Sure. You know, but that doesn't mean that the, the 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 quantity of beer that's being sold is not diminishing in any way whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. And, and we've got a we've got a new brewery opening up in Woodbury. Craft Brewery Tide reaches Woodbury. A third act of brewing is going to be opening up later this year. Uh, Edina has its first brewery. Uh, Wooden Hill Brewing, the first brewery in Edina, tap room and kitchen now open. So you're seeing uh, you're seeing a lot of you know a lot a lot of places continue to open up and 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 that business model of becoming sort of a neighborhood area tap room and then having some sort of you know limited distribution uh, based on geography around you know around where you are that that may, still makes a lot of sense and it still seems to be going pretty strong. Yeah, I heard the uh, the brewery and kitchen and dining is only going to serve cake. What? Huge <laughs> St. Paul snob over there. <laughs> I'm from St. Paul. <laughs> hey, I want to thank everybody who uh, stopped by the iHeart Listening Lounge here at the uh, Twin Cities Auto Show. Congratulations to Henry Hun. He is the uh, second winner of our $100 Super America gift card. Uh, congratulations to him. Make sure to stop by. There's a lot of giveaways, prizes, things you can grab at the iHeart Listening Lounge here. We'll be at the Hayes Public House tomorrow morning at Buffalo at 11 for St. Patrick's Day. Make sure to come by and uh, say hello. That'll do it. Great show, guys. Thank you. We'll see you next week. Cheers. Whiskey's too rough. Champagne costs too much. Vodka puts my mouth in gear. 
This little refrain should help me explain As a matter of fact, I like beer He likes beer My wife often frowns when we're out on the town And I'm wearing a suit and a tie She's sipping vermouth and she thinks I'm uncouth When I yell as the waiter goes by I like beer It's Paul Allen